0: But all the monkeys are in the zoo Every day you meet quite a few So you see
1: it's all up to you you, you
0: can be better than you
2: are You could be swinging on a star
0: Hello and welcome to the Manchild Cave you're listening to Lucas, and across from me is my pal,
1: Crispy. Hey viewers, how you doing out there in listener land? <laughs> this is the podcast where we get together and talk with a man-child, talk about like things that make sense and things that don't. And today... That's so <laughs> so,
0: clear. Right. so clear. So clear. So clear. Yeah. Left is right, oh, it's, is c- it's as clear as mud. We we, we talk about s- stuff, stuff and things.
1: Yeah. And, and bits and pieces. It's a conversation, man. <laughs> Get with the conversation. We, we talk about life. We don't want to. We don't want to limit the conversation's depth to be able to grow. <laughs> <laughs> and this anyway, week. And this week we have our old mate Edison. Hey, returning hey guest. Hey, we, good evening. Good evening, Edison. Happy
3: to be back.
0: Yes.
1: Happy to have you back.
3: Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: Always fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Edison's one of our our, our good. MCCU friends yes the man child cave mm-hmm. universe
0: yeah we're excited if you haven't heard about it yet we're we're trying to create a, a network of podcasts and one of the people we've invited into the uh into the throng into the gang the mccu <laughs> sure <laughs>
3: mccu
0: the mccu <laughs> we're we're starting off well so yep, strong yep, yep. but we we knew edison has too many uh thoughts and 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 things that, that so we out of our podcast yeah we we try and
1: start off
3: as idiots so
1: yeah
0: uh, it doesn't look even better yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> i'm happy to be back guys oh um, so excited to have you back ma'am
3: tell me how have you guys been since last i thought i'd flip the switch on you whoa right it's like you usually go how have you been oh, since I the last it we like, hey, want to ask, ask questions what's going on how's it <laughs> been how's it been
0: it's been good man it's been good yeah, I've been excited about the podcast lately. What about you, Crispy?
1: Oh, really good. Yeah, um, got a bit scared last week. Me and um, Lucas decided to do some more in-depth look at writing comedy. Mm. Yeah, mm. which brought up some bits and pieces for me. I was, oh, I'm not. I mean, I'm a good learner, but I don't learn that stuff very well. Yeah, it's kind of daunting, isn't it? It was really hard. Yeah, like the idea of sitting down and writing comedy. I, I can say things that are funny all the time, mm. not too much trouble. Yeah, well, sometimes intentionally. Yeah. Well, I would like to think most of the time intentionally. I thought that was funny. Oh, I said
3: it. <laughs> there you go. Don't you think, though, that um, in terms of people like you, either comedic or not, mm. like I, I view you guys as, as just essentially comedic. I, I listen to the, well, the podcast you guys have a cer- certain, like, timing about you. you I nice. I have LOL'd. That's why we have it. <laughs> over over a few episodes. episodes. Best for positive feedback. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, hey, why focus on the negative? Yeah. I mean, look, life is fundamentally crap, but, but that is the logic as to why you should focus on the positive, right? Like, life is fundamental. You, you wait, like, this is the Ricky Gervais line, speaking mm-hmm. about comedy, right? So I've been watching a lot of stand-up too because – if I can link this back to the MCCU, uh, one of the bits of feedback I've received is that, well, look, hey, Edison, we, this serious stuff is okay, but you're just an ultra serious guy. And you know, why don't you line it up? And to link that back to you guys being comedic, is my response to that was, I was like, well, I'm just, I'm actually just not that funny. <laughs> right? Oh, you know what I mean? But I, I mean think person that? to person, um, I can be funny, but in terms of let's say, if you're wanting to, because we're talking about the MCCU, yeah. right? and I'm super keen to be getting involved. I've got something coming up. Um, you guys have heard about it. Yeah. I think I think this is it. This is Excited the first time I want to mention it, it in you. podcast yeah. land. That it, yeah. now. it makes it real yeah. if you say it
0: on the podcast. It, it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah, going yeah. to be. It's it's it called the new middle. It. Yeah.
3: It's the new middle. Um, it's a podcast that I'm doing. I'd, I'd love to be. It's it's. I feel like the the podcast is almost like a form of meditation for people where I feel like we're living in this world that is extremely polarized. I think this is, we all know this by now. I think we also fundamentally know that that's not the truth, yet we feel scared or maybe ill-equipped to to find what is our middle ground. And by yeah. that, I mean, you can look at two, one extreme issue, one issue identifies extremes and you know you don't fall on either side of those extremes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but th- there's, and I I found, and I think, uh, I believe that there is a there's a way that you can examine both extremes of one issue and then find your own opinion, mm-hmm. and so that is that is the fundamental, uh, I suppose, uh, ethos and calling of the new middle. I'd love to that bring people through that. there,
1: like to bring bring people to a point where they they can make their own middle. They can, like, you know, listen to your podcast and, and hear an interesting demograph of different ideas that you come through. You're a very eloquent speaker. Um, the words that you use sometimes go over my head. I have to go, wow, well, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I ask. Sometimes I just go, no, they don't understand that I don't know. <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> but, yeah, it's going to be
3: great. I hope so as well. Yeah. and And part of that. And actually, and into the whole, well, what have I been up to uh, since the last uh, episode? Was yeah. I was I was in Hong Kong last week. He's asking his own questions for us. It's well, yeah, I'm, I'm practicing for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, 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 I mean, the first podcast I may not have a guest. I may have to guest myself. Yeah, um,
0: totally. I, I know that feeling.
1: Well, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back for this podcast and just drink my wine and let Edison take my role tonight. <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I I was in Hong Kong last week. There's protests going on there right now. Yeah, they're
0: into their, like, 10th week or something I was reading today. It's crazy.
3: I, I will admit that I am fairly still ignorant on the issue, which is what frustrated me being there. Yeah. I was there for a totally unrelated reason. I was there to have a holiday um, to to collect uh, my partner, whom I love very much, Vivian. Hello, how are you? Love you, babe. <laughs> <Aww>. um, <laughs> she's the best. Yeah, and I'll, they,
1: I'll, they, they're about to have a new child, which is pretty uh,
0: exciting. Well, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So, are, are we are we saying that out loud? Is that <laughs> oh, yes? I'm not, I mean, I've been saying it out loud to everyone. Oh, good.
3: It, you yeah, know yeah. Who, who, who is willing to hear? Really, I was just worried
0: oh. that we're we're letting something out of the bag. Oh, okay, Adrian, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Joining, I'm
3: just assuming it's going to be another couple of months before it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's coming. It is coming soon. Like a movie Uh, (laughs) Next next February So anyway, yeah I was there to be with her um, And like I said uh, Really ignorant of that going on I knew that protests were occurring But, you know All the way over here um, In Sydney, Australia Sydney purportedly is And maybe going to be uh, One of the bastions of of the free world Mm -hmm. Right? If If we look at the crumble uh, you know, the decaying absolute fall of Rome that is America. Yeah. Um, I think Sydney's a great place to be. We're very free here. And as such, that freedom allows us the luxury of not knowing about what the hell is going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah or maybe yeah. it seems very separate anyway. Right. At the very least, yeah. And perhaps that was maybe even a function of my own ignorance. Anyway, I was ignorant to these things going on, and I did go over there and experience uh, the protests firsthand. Mm. It was yeah. Not just experience them from
1: what you were saying me to us before that they followed you around town. They, <laughs>
2: actually,
1: they took their pro, their like protest and went. Oh, those guys are going over there. It must be good. Got to follow let's, them. Let's follow them. We're only fifty thousand people. You know, come Indeed. on. Indeed.
3: Yeah, well, um, that like thinking that the protest is following you is kind of just your own kind of self-serving. Maybe the wrong word is arrogance. It might be the this there's this there's this. um, Oh, this is a, phenomenon. a, bit a, bit a psych- it well. psychological phenomenon where you only you will choose to see what you want to see. You'll only hear what you want to hear. That's mm. what you as- mainly ascribe meaning to. So to say that the protests were following me is wrong. However, uh, my partner and I did experience a situation where, when knew protests were occurring, we decided to be on the other side of town. By the time we walked to the other side of town, the protest uh, the protesters had been pushed back to where we were. So super fast moving. And it hit this point where we noticed that the crowds were building. I was like, whoa, there's a whole bunch of protesters here. Yeah. And we're like going, "Ho, oh, okay, what's going on? And then the first sign of like, hey, this might be a problem is when we were walking past the Sheraton and they had closed their doors. Now, for, just in general, like for a hotel to close its doors is like a, hey, like, hey, that should be a ding, 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 ding. Yeah, something's going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. And my partner points this out. And I'm like, ah, mm, let's, let's just try and get to the restaurant. Silly me. <laughs> and then I just hear this, poof, 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 the sound of tear gas being fired into the crowd. So I that's hear so it scary, like man. just, holy it, it would have been like maybe a K away or maybe two Ks away, but enough to hear the sound. And that's at the point where I just went, holy moly. Like, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, this is next level. Right? Do they have the Uber? They did. Oh, cool. They did, um, they did have Uber. And funny that one of the people I spoke to, to to try and get rid of my ignorance was a local Uber driver. When I was asking him like, hey, he actually asked us, he goes, what do you think about the protests? Um, once he kind of identified that we were foreign and I just went straight out and I said, look man, I don't think I know enough. Like, tell me what the protests are for you. Mm. And I uncovered something which, which did relate to an incident in 2016, when I was a protester, protesting against uh, the current president of the Philippines, him being voted in, right? But anyway, he, he goes, he goes. Look, we are unhappy with the government and how they seem to pander to uh, the richer levels of society. We feel that the poor, the poor person, uh, is not being listened to, and we we're, we're sick of police brutality. And for him, this is what the fundamental reasons for the protest were. And that it didn't surprise me, but it made me go, wait, I thought the protests were because of an extradition law that uh, mainland China was, was implementing in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And really, Hong Kong is just like another region of China now, yeah. just technically, that's what it is. Yeah. And so, but see, what this highlights is there is what we are being told. What we know um, outside of what was going on. So, as Westerners in Australia, this is what we hear. What the protests. This is what we think the protests are. But for an Uber driver in Hong Kong, driving us around on the day of protest, that's what it is. That's what it was for him. So it was just interesting to notice that difference. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of
0: a quite a big disparity, really, compared to what we're hearing to what the people on the streets are saying.
1: I think that's what news does a lot. Oh, yeah. They just they just take the. Because, like, yeah, that's probably the reason why the people that set up the protests mm. did that. They right. set up the protest, but they, they used a tagline. Because, you know, don't you want to be listened to? You, don't you want to be heard? Totally. Like, these are the, some serious issues, but don't you want to be heard? And then, don't you want to be heard? Everybody wants to be heard. Mm. You know,
3: maybe some people don't care about, you know, foot care in the Middle East. You know, or whatever. <laughs> It was a confronting experience, guys, honestly, because, um, you know, for me, I was walking around that evening watching citizens tear down public property um, and vandalize things. And from my Western perspective, where I knew that the protest was about this extradition law, and and essentially, like, when you boil down to it, it, it's about self-determination. It's about freedom of speech. This is what these people want to retain. And this is what they feel that they're losing. Yeah. But then I was like, but is the best way to do that destroying your own property? Mm. And and so yeah. I was and I was frustrated because I was like, this is clearly my Western perspective. I'm not feeling enough for for the protesters here. Or am I? I don't know. Yeah. Um and so I really had to, to I am still trying to find my my new middle on that. Maybe if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe it's mm. like if like,
3: I mean, me and Lucas have done some destroying of public property in the past. And who and who hasn't, really? Um, I mean, I've done it too. Come yeah, on. Yeah, right. but like, we've all
0: been there.
1: You know, and like, and most of the, we only destroyed public property.
0: <laughs> it was never private property. Never private yeah. property. Oh, never private. <laughs> no. We, we, just just yeah. our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. No, just the government stuff. Yeah.
1: And i.e. the government stuff. Yeah. So if you were in a country that you thought no, this government shit. Then I'll destroy all your shit. You and make that stuff,
0: and I think uh, you know passion for the for the um, for the topic probably is also a big kind oh, of yeah. spur of, of wanting right, to destroy right. public property. You know, you're like right. you're kind of looking at it from the outside, going, well, "Why the fuck would you do that? That's a you know a great piece of stuff." But they're just there, angry, yep. wanting to affect something and they can affect um, that thing that's shit. just there you know? there's a government
1: lamppost fuck it
3: yeah. well I mean yeah. in that moment when you begin to deface public property I think you've you've whether consciously or not you've decided to break the social contract yeah right yeah. The, the social contract is hey I will let go of a certain portion of my freedom to do whatever the hell I want in order for the rest of society to, to have public roads to have public health care Education, etc., mm. yeah. um, and then I suppose when you feel like that, that contract on the government end is not being fulfilled, you go, well, why should I do my bit there? And yeah. I and I totally feel for that. Twenty sixteen, uh, a friend and I, um, I'll do a shout out to the jackalope here, uh, the guy I was doing doing the the destruction of public property with, <laughs> in the Philippines, I had hit a point there where it was twenty sixteen, just about it would have been about. A couple of weeks before that, Trump had gotten elected, and all and there's a there's a massive expat community in the Philippines, mm. and all of my American friends there were going, "Man, no way that that guy's gonna get elected, yeah. no freaking way!" And I was like, "Yeah, man, bruh, no way, bro." <laughs> of course not, <laughs> totally. Then he gets elected, and so then, then we're seeing these elections go down, like this this authoritarian president um, running for power and eventually, you know, winning it. I saw that happening. And then, and then he did get, and he did, you know, take the win. And I just, I think I, that was, I think, for me at that time, that broke you a little bit. That was the straw that broke that camel's back at that time. I I reckon that broke a lot of camels' backs. It was just, it was, and and so that's when I went quite literally too. That's when I just went, hey, I have been reasonably in in the bell curve there, citizen, doing my thing, doing my part expecting the social contract to be fulfilled. Yeah. Yet here we are swearing in totally authoritarian style leaders into into government. Mm. And and I just went, well, contracts not working. I'm just going to go vandalize some stuff now in in protest. So, yeah. I suppose in that sense I do I suppose that's what is perhaps a part of what is compelling Hong Kong citizens to, yeah. to deface their own property. So I, I do understand that. Yet, at the time, I was like, I was still like, man, is that the best way? Is mm. it? What do you guys think? Yeah. Like, if you really wanted to protest, and it, let's say it was going down here in Sydney, Australia. Yeah. Okay, 2019. Okay, um, who, who's, who, who, who here now would, would be like synonymous, like who, do we have anyone in Australia that would be Trump-like? Like, uh, that would make us go, like, what well, the you've hell? Got, you've got
0: Hanson. Like, if she were f- forever to actually get some proper power, which, yeah. um, fingers crossed, doesn't yeah. actually yeah. happen. But I reckon I'd be pretty passionate if she suddenly got some kind of crazy groundswell of popularity and, yeah, if and she, took some form of power.
1: She took a lot of the power away. And, yeah, mm. I mean, yeah, her ideas be... So ludicrously wrong towards any sort of immigrant income. Oh, oh, immigrant!
3: (laughs) (laughs) Chris's tongue is working really well this evening. It probably worked. Maybe worked too hard last night. Uh. Oh,
0: Uh. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, I think I think like passion is is what's kind of dictating, like is what's kind of taken the wheel in in that kind of moment. And I think you know potentially if I was in that position. You're not necessarily thinking that this is going to solve all the, uh, all you know. Yeah. The, I'm going to break this so that you know people are going to listen. But at the same time, you're just in the throes of passionate anger and
3: yeah. and this is how I can express well, my yeah, share. We, yeah. No, yeah, totally understand what we Absolutely. actually
1: said before. Like we're in Sydney, Australia. We don't yeah. have those sort of things. We don't. Ha- we're not. There's not so many. Like really in depth minorities, as there is in other countries. I mean there are. Yeah. And I, I, am obviously speaking above my my knowledge base, because I've never been to those countries. But I bet I've I worked in a missionary training college where they went over to India and people were handing them babies because they couldn't take after them, look after them themselves. You know, like
3: that's heart wrenching. That, that's
1: mm the the rest of the world is so different to us that we live in this nice little comfort place and yeah, it's we've just got a, a bit of a bubble. It's so much of a bubble, like
3: mm. guys. I actually think that the, the, you know that that the trial time for for us as Australasians, Um, I'm I'm a New Zealander, mm. but I I mean I'm calling Australia home. I like Australia. I, I, I love being here. I care about the place as well, and actually what prompted the whole kind of was one of the things that prompted the whole new middle thing was where I said to myself, well, I have to do something here because I see, I feel that something is going to happen and I don't want to be a person that is not trying to do something about it. And this is what I can do Mm. to talk and talk to people and, 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 and bring information that I, that I have personally gone through and read. And I, and I think is, um, is 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 a good version of the truth, let's say? Yeah, I, I mean, I think in general, I believe that Australia is hitting a certain type of checklist that will that precipitates these types of issues hitting us. So I'll 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 expand on that. I generally think that. Wait, wait. Have you ever noticed that when you go shopping, yeah. you go shopping, and you go through the men's fashion stuff, and if you've ever been overseas, you look at the stuff, even the women's stuff, and you go, "Mate, th- this is this is. They've got way newer stuff happening in Europe and America, mm. right? Yeah, and yeah, and, yeah, and, and so why are we getting all the old stock? This is what I think. But I think that's an analogy that you can draw to the issues that are coming right yeah. now. Right now, in other parts of the world, France, Hong Kong, Philippines, the United States, you know, we're seeing it express itself in terms of the fight for freedom of speech. We have cancel culture right now. That's, that's really anti that. Mm. Um, we, we have the rise of authoritarian government. So, so what's happening here is that the primacy of the individual is being threatened. You're having government styles that are ever increasingly taking away the freedom of the individual. The, the way that you can see it the most is, I suppose, our ability to say what we want. So if we talk about Hong Kong, right? They're protesting because they do not want to express their concerns and then be extradited back to mainland China for, the, for for expressing that. Right. Because, as they say, that when that happens, you will not know what happens to you once you get brought in for that thing. Right. Yeah. Apparently, you get caught into it. You know, brought into a court of law. But it's like, well, what happens bet- to you between getting caught and then getting brought to court? Yeah. Right. That's, this is what they're afraid of. Mm. They're afraid of of, of their personal safety being endangered. I actually think that perhaps, and I hope not, that maybe this is something that we'll see in Australia in time. And I think that conversations like this need to arise now, here on our home soil, so that hopefully these things do not happen. Mm. Right? And so that's all kind of very doom and gloom. So <laughs> what I'm saying here is that I think that if we're not careful, we'll see the issues that are going on in the States like happen to us. Yeah. Like you say, yeah. hey, what if Hanson or someone of that ilk comes to power in a way that controls your everyday life yeah yeah so basically we
1: we shouldn't be like even though we have this comfort zone that we're in but not be neglectful of like Mm, mm, of mm. the bits and pieces that make our life good yeah make it you know well it is a haven yeah, it it's, is a bit. It's, it's a beautiful
0: place yeah. to live, and I think um, going going to your analogy with the uh, you know kind of the the L- fashion, the clothes like, thing, yeah. I yeah. think that kind of works though, like because you know we kind of see the the trends over in these other places, right. and then we get them the next season later or whatever, mm-hmm. and yeah, and so we, we, we've almost got like a it's it's almost like a little bit of a buffer or a filter almost. So what I'd like to see is like so. When you see those like those fashions over in, in America or whatever, you go, Well, that looks cool, but how fucked is that? That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So we can filter it out so that yeah. when it comes it to even our hit. season, exactly we, we we've kind of already gotten rid of the faff. You know, we've cut yeah we've, we've cut out the the shit and hopefully we've we've kind of learnt from their mistakes a little bit i I don't think that happens i I don't think it always happens i kind of
1: like the idea but i kind of don't in some respects Mm -hmm. because like you know you spread that fashion thing all over the world and then i won't be able to turn up everywhere in hoodies yeah (laughs) (laughs) all of a sudden i'll I'll feel like oh this is too avant-garde oh Oh, this is (laughs) awkward
0: everyone's wearing hawaiian shirts now what's the the deal oh But see, hopefully, hopefully that's not going to happen. Hopefully, it doesn't make it to us, you know. Yeah, and some of it does. Everyone's wearing neon or something, but
3: but hopefully not to the degree that it harms us. Yeah, I think we learn from the eighties actually. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I'd hopefully we will learn from the eighties those neon collar shirts. Exactly. I like a bit.
3: I like a shock of neon. Come on, (laughs) right? Just just a hint of neon. Just
1: just I think I think what you're saying is all in the word shock.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so I think that's why we are in a... It kind of does end up that we're, we are in a little bit of a bubble because it does kind of filter through to us, but it's kind of that light, you know? Like, so, mm. you know, you have all the kind of the uprising in the States of kind of the alt-right and, and how that's kind of got a real kind of swell at the moment. Mm. And we get that too... But it's not quite as it doesn't quite have the intensity and the power that it has over there, mm. which I think we're kind of lucky. Yeah, so we can still kind of have a conversation about it. Whereas over there, it's just a well, you can't have a conversation no, about can't. it because <laughs> well, there's, it, it's there's a, it's definitely limiting. Happened. things. And, well, see, and that's yeah. the thing. If you do, yeah.
3: and that's why I think, um, and that's why I'm so grateful to to join um, and be a part of the MCCU because I think that how We can mitigate the worst effects from hitting us is to be able to have lively conversation about very hard things to converse about. Yeah, right. Like we we have to be able to have it.
1: The arts have always been the thing that actually separates away from people from politics. You know that where people actually are able to comment. On like what people are doing in power, what people are doing in their lives, all those sorts of things. And and you know we we're just talking here, but it's a, it's a, we're kind of a member of the arts unit, I guess in some respect, mm. trying to stand up and go no, this isn't you know this isn't good. We want to like make it better, better. We want everybody swinging on a star.
3: <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I I love the opening song to this. It's mm. yeah, yeah. great lyrics.
1: Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We were thinking about that last oh. week when we uh, we had a, a hiatus on recording and mm. just more focusing on actually that. Would you like to swing on a star, carry moonbeams home in a jar? I'll be better off than you are. You know, you know yeah. those those few words, like you can be better than you are. You could yes. be swinging on a star. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it,
0: and it actually, you know, in the verses, it's kind of talking about you know, well. Do you want to be like this? Like, do you want to have these traits? No, you don't want to do that. Yeah. You want to swing on a star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the fish... You don't want to be a pig.
1: The fish that goes in the brook and can't raise his name or read a book, but, like, you know, for all the people, he's thought and, you know, he can't... You're, but he still something, gets caught. Yeah.
3: To, yeah. I mean, to just tie up the whole Hong Kong thing, I mean, that experience was a little hairy. Yeah. I, I learned, you know, I, I learned from it. It still need to you know i'm still kind of figuring out what my position on that is i'd love to to hear uh from people about it if they could email what was what was the manchild cave ManchildCave cave at gmail.com yeah i mean totally totally hit up that that email address if you've got your opinions on what's going on in hong kong and how that relates to self-determination do do hit up that email i'm sure that lucas can can forward that oh most definitely yeah um still creating that position but hong kong is a beautiful place. The people mm. were fantastic. Yeah. The place is fantastic. Yeah, and like, like just from the foreign perspective, I know that on the government websites and you may speak to people, they're going, oh, don't go to Hong Kong. It's dodgy there. Not really. Mm. Like, I mean, you know, I was a foreigner there. I did. I mean, I was in a situation where I couldn't really avoid. Like I did try, try and actively avoid the protest, but it just, things happened. Yeah. But... I think for a foreigner visiting Hong Kong, do not be. Go there if you want to visit the place, man. The people, you know, the people were lovely. As soon as they identified that you're a foreigner, they told you where not to go. They tried to look after you. So, hey, people of Hong Kong, thank you very much. Yeah. I certainly enjoyed the place very much. There's a place in Central, close to Central Station called Kau Kee. They have the best hole-in-the-wall noodle joint there. <laughs> you will not know how to read the menu. You, the people will g- give you some English to, to order, but just order the special, and it will be good. Yeah, <laughs> are noodles, and What's they're the amazing. the street
1: number? Can you give us a um, <laughs> no can
3: idea? Can you give us yeah. a
1: pin drop that you could possibly uh, <laughs> <laughs> log onto the game
3: so people can I, follow I this hopefully, up? I've hopefully quoted the name of the place right. K A U space K W E. That's the name of the place. Um, you get off at Central Station. Ask for the place. I think. I think the locals should know. I mean, yeah. there was lines outside that place. There's band. some nice. tasty
2: goods for you,
0: beautiful, man, child. beautiful
2: <laughs> listeners.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I, I haven't been there for so long, but I loved it over there. Mm. Had some <clears> some good times. Went there twice. Did you? I went there on a band trip when I was like sixteen. That's yeah, right. ridiculous. Was ridiculous. Yeah. Band was,
3: trip. Well, what did you did you play in a band? I, I yeah. didn't.
0: About I played in a band I played, um, <laughs> We're doing instruments. Instruments right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, played the, I played the clarinet in our in our school wind wow. orchestra, and um, our bands went over for the Asian Pacific Band Conference. Guy
3: rides a Harley, plays a clarinet. <laughs> <laughs> I no, Lucas, I haven't picked it up. Breaking for a while. stereotypes up. That's in it, here. man. Yeah, but um, yeah, soon, it's
1: quiche in front of Truckies too.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, no. Oh man, being like sixteen with just like a group of your peers in a, in a foreign land is just some of the most fun you can have. It's dope. Yeah, so good. Yeah, that would awesome. I, I have nothing but fond memories of, mm. of yeah, Hong Kong. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I remember also I went there when I was about 21, 22 with some friends, and uh, unintentionally going into a um, into a uh, strip club
3: and mm, unintentionally um, <laughs>
0: no it kind of was like we we knew we were kind of in that that area and we right. just went to the first first bar and we got in there and um we went oh hello, hello. Me- but then and, and we were like oh yeah but then one of the guys who who knew the the area was like do not talk to anyone because when if you talk to like the ladies that um like when you go to leave someone's going to just come out of the shadows and and Charge you for their time, oh. like, and they're they're pretty forceful because those um, establishments aren't run by reputable people. It turns yeah. out, so it actually ended up being really awkward. Where we're just sitting there, not just, talking. Yeah, yeah, just like looking at our drinks. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, what, what, what do we, what do we do, guys? And like these <laughs> ladies are coming, going, hello, how are you? We're like, going, no, no, nope, nope, not talking to you, nope. You're yep, gorgeous, yep. but no thanks. No. So I think we, we <laughs> stayed on. there for one drink and you, then ran away. You didn't
1: get to a point where... The, oh, she's pretty good. How much permission? <laughs> Just, I, I like to talk to you. Yeah. you yeah.
0: Just, I, I would like mm. to conversate with you yeah, if yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it didn't get that far. Yeah. We we then um, left very quickly and tried to find the karaoke yeah. bar. Yeah, And then yeah. we ended up... We were in like... I think it's very much the expat kind of street where there's like mm. nightclubs and stuff. I can't remember what that street's called, but the drinks were so exorbitant that you could go like two doors down to a 7-Eleven and get a long neck for for the equivalent of like a dollar. So we, the three of us, were just standing on the street corner out the front of these fancy nightclubs just drinking, drinking, Knocking back drinking. Long but next. it's so awesome how you can next. buy it's alcohol ridiculous. from
3: Seven yeah. Eleven. yeah i love that yeah but yeah, then
0: yeah. like in the club it's like a hundred percent more than well, what you yeah. just bought it for because you're in the club g yeah damn yeah, like, yeah. that's what that's what this yeah. that's what happens it's
1: all about the atmosphere it's, yeah <laughs> you
0: pay for it's it it's
3: crazy but yeah love hong kong so good cool, cool. well cool. hey if we could bring it back to the yeah. whole like you know we need conversations to mitigate against Um, You know, like negative trends affecting our shores or us as people. Hey, um, can I bring up men's health? Of course, you can. You can. Let's be upset if you didn't. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) Well, don't be upset because I'm bringing it up. Right. (laughs) Um, I, I
1: told him it was giving him half tonight.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's uh, steering the ship. I love
1: it. Yeah, yeah. I'll just sit here and make nonsense. Uh, I'm, cool I'm practicing. Yeah, uh, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: practicing for 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 the new, new podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I'll, I'll certainly have you guys on as guests. So well, better. Yeah, I'll be up Damn straight. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'll still do the same thing. It's <laughs> fun.
2: <laughs> it's fine. It's, yeah. fine. it's yeah. fine.
3: You've got great comedic timing. <laughs> oh, you can yeah. sink right it. back into your role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, what what? attracted me to I mean aside from the great meeting that we had which we did discuss um, on the, the last first, uh, pod the last pod that, that yeah. I was on um, how, how we met but um, if I could elucidate a little bit further on what actually prompted me to go I need to get in touch with these guys yes I'd written the article but what actually I'd written that article but I was not compelled to to pass it to you at that point mm. it was only at the point where I had decided to listen to your podcast and a few episodes in, I believe it was episode three or four when you guys were talking about, Hey, what is, what is this all about? What is this thing all about? What is man child cave all about? And you had used the words, you know, this is about men's health. And I went, you're damn right. Yeah. And I'm with this. I'm with this because, you know, if you think about health overall, there's physical health, there's mental health. And, you know, hey, man, society is made up of men and women, whether you are biologically this way or identify one way or the other, Mm. right? Whatever. It does not deny the fact that there are two sides to that coin if you're talking about gender. And I think that one of the ways that we can help the women in that movement... Is as men, and one of the ways. So there's many other ways, mm. but one of the ways is to, I think, champion the positive force that that males can bring to culture and society. And I think the 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 issue that's hitting close to cl- close to home for me currently these days is like you know the news that we dropped earlier. You know, I'm going to be a father yeah. soon. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, cheers man Yeah, yeah. thanks boys, thanks, <laughs> cheers. yes cheers. Absolutely cheers. And, you know, of course when this news drops You eventually Well, I eventually reached the point when I went When, well actually Where my partner and I were discussing You know, how we would Run our family And like, man No bones about it Like I am a professional I, I, you know, do what I do I, I, I live my life, I can sustain it But Hands down, um, my my partner makes so much more money than me, and that's fine. Mm. Like that's that's yeah, yeah, actually yeah. fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome, right? Yeah, oh, totally. right. It's just like yes. yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, totally dude. Sta- so, sta- it got your own money, with, sweet. There's like, stages with
0: me and my wife that quite often she's making more money as well. Word yeah, up,
3: yeah. and like whatevs, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you see when we were thinking about, well, hey, one or both of us need to be so much more present especially in the early stages of, of rearing a child. Mm. And then, of course, there's a the technical question, that, you know, which one of that, which one of us should it be? And if you're talking along the money lines, and if, you know, my partner is making so much money, well, it's like, hey, well, you, you go make that that money and I'll be okay, you know, and I am actually straight up okay with with being um, the stay-at-home dad. Yeah. Right. I've yeah. got my, my best mate's brother-in-law is also a stay-at-home dad. He's fantastic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thomas, you the man, yeah. right? It was sup, bro. Yeah, um, shout out Thomas. Yeah, yeah, word up. Boom. Yeah, and but see, I think that in society there is some kind of stereotype there that if you like, guys, I mean, shit, I'm, I'm, I'm thirty five. Right, and I was still I was still coming up in those days when you had to have that stiff upper lip, and you had to be the macho man, you had yeah. to be the main breadwinner, this and that. For sure. And like, you cannot deny the role that your upbringing and your socializing, like that, that instilled those ideas into you. Yeah, it's kind you of know, ingrained. And, and yeah. Like, if you are not acknowledging that that portion of that bias in you as a man, it's like, bro, wait, fucking get real, man. Come on. Yeah. Dude. It's there. Yeah. You got to think about it and yeah, but just exactly, but just yeah. but it, but it's be kind of
0: crop up at some acknowledge that it's thinking, there and like yeah. deal
3: with it. Back to my point, I think one of the ways that we can help if we're talking about men's health is like, hey, I think that the role of men in families should be championed so that it encourages oh. men to get over that stereotype. Mm. It's Definitely. like, hey, a male can be just as just as in terms of force be just as positive as as a mother. Yeah. You know, well, why that's not? That's so
1: true. I I, I just just to like sort of draw a little bit of a line there. Not not so much a line. An example of like what I've seen in life mm. within between nurturing and authoritarian. And where I watched five sisters have their children, a brother grow up have all their children and watch the dynamics that happen with 23 different individuals Mm. the nurturing side yeah well a lot of the times it was coming from the feminine side Mm. because like they were the mothers all that sort of stuff and it it seems like it's just the natural way of things but that's not to disconnect the idea that like I think yeah. you'd make a great home dad, you know. Yeah, cheers, bro. You're you're a caring, loving dude. But
3: Vivian, like did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but there's certain bits that you're going to find hard. That just uh, like I think this is a bit that we we need to kind of get back to a little bit. And it seems misogynistic to say, but like women are really good carers. Sure, good and like yeah, yeah, and men are really good at like putting things together and having the faith to make things happen Word. you know like yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that anything about anything is different mm. it's just that we need to recognise the things where we came from right that everybody's been railing against for so long mm. that actually is tearing men and women apart in a lot of respects you know I and think and it's a stereotype man
3: yeah right yeah, it's they like are. stay at home dad not a prestigious position and for the women out there going and getting the that's bread. That's so true. That it's stereotypes
1: like. Stereotypes is the best way to put it because women staying at home looking after her, That's one of the hardest jobs. And
3: they, and yeah. and they get, they, they feel ashamed. They're like, Oh, what do you do? I'm a stay at home mom. It's like, no. no, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, you,
2: exactly. Yeah.
1: Uh, you go to work and you do accountancy that's or you're a lawyer. Okay, cool. Well, I'm influencing two people's lives Mm. or three people's lives or five people's lives yeah and i'm going to be their main influence throughout the their infantile areas their main bits of life you know their main bits that actually form them to be who they are they for the rest of their life they will use the same curse words. They will use the same phrase words <laughs> yeah. as yeah. I give my, them. My nephews
3: are probably going to end up cursing like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, enough, yeah, yeah. It's about an it, or something. I think that that's
1: that's one of the most important jobs in the world. Hmm. Well, I, well, I saw a funny.
0: Um. Uh. I was on Nine Gag. Uh. Today, you know, like the um. Bro, the what's meme. A, what's Nine Gag? It's a meme website. Oh, okay. Like, I just okay. have like funny memes. Is it stuff. like Reddit? Kind of, yeah, but right. purely for memes. Like I see. That's all it is. They had a thing that was like perfectly this. So they had, they'd, someone had put up an article, like an online article, and the article was something along the lines of baby boomer fathers mm. are much more handy than their millennial <laughs> and Gen X counterparts or something like that. But then there was a comment underneath the article that was, yes, this is true. But at least I have the emotional maturity to be able to say I love you to my daughter.
2: Oh, <laughs> snap! Like, yeah, it's like, oh, kill a bird. How
0: good is yeah, that yeah, be? yeah, that's, yeah good. Like, that's good. Yeah, at least I can tell my kids that I love them yeah, instead yeah, of being 100%. this stoic, un- yeah, yeah. Un- unemotional guy. you got to give a boo just, out
1: to the baby boomers mm, on yeah. that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm,
0: mm. yeah, sure, you can hammer a nail and shit, but at least I can hug my kid, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. I that was such a good bird. Yeah,
1: I think we're learning as humans. You know, like, how to, like, draw the differences between, mm. like, the two sexes without, like, actually sniping one another all the time would be nice. Yeah. You know, like...
0: Well, I think everything's, you know, it's like... It's not a race. You know, stereotypes come from so- somewhere, but at the same time, like, um, nothing's that black and white, you know? Like, there's, there's layers and levels and... You know, a, a father can potentially be more maternal or paternal towards their children than yep. than the the female. The female might be more kind of, yeah, yeah, and they could be mm. more business minded and all that kind of stuff. Like everything's a, on a scale. Like it, you can't just go. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, each, everyone's this and everyone's that. You know,
3: each individual I think will exist on on one point of the spectrum in terms of personality, mm. right? In in general, on average, the literature is quite clear. Like women are more agreeable, and this is an evolutionary response to the fact that they have to care about a child that is like me, me, me the whole goddamn time, Mm. right? That's just it. Like you have to be willing to sacrifice yourself more in order to care for a child, just in general. And on average, women display this trait more than men. Men are less agreeable. Hence that forming part of our aggression, mm. yeah. right? Yeah. But, but if I could just point out two things here, which I'll, tr- I'll try and link. If we're talking about personality types and if we're talking about how can we, as men, help the women with these types of stereotypes in terms of, you know, this whole stereotype about around being a stay-at-home dad and the, the, the woman in the family, like making, getting that main source of income. Well, hey, like we were saying, conversations is how we're all going to help ourselves get out, of like stop bad things from happening to us. If we can all learn how to agree or agreeably disagree on something, like great. So in a conversation level, if you are talking to a female friend and her situation is that she is the main breadwinner or or, wait, no, if she's a stay-at-home mom, maybe she's going to look or sound like that that is not the best position for her but i think what you should do as a person on the other on the other end of that conversation and be like no hey hey man I mean, hey girl or whatever, you know hey you are doing a super valuable thing your contribution actually has no financial value and uh-huh. therefore much awesome. more valuable Than what the guy is doing out there, just grinding it out, just making whatever hundred dollars, thousand dollars a week, whatevs. Right? It's like remind her. It's like, hey, man, you're doing something really awesome. Yeah. But on the guy's side, like if you are a stay-at-home dad, and here's here's something that I learned recently. So I cannot remember the name um, of the exact uh, social psychologist that, that came up with this. But when they were examining what is, what is one of the the great things about what what is one of the great things that a a father can bring to to that relationship between father and child or even just in the family unit it's that well the father can actually teach the child limitation how well like this and and lucas maybe you're most likely going to relate Mm. you play with your kid okay the kid He's a kid. They're just flailing their arms out, out about everywhere, and you're playing with them, and they might just poke you in the eye. Mm. And you guys are playing. So this kid fundamentally loves what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Kids love to play, but then they accidentally poke you in the eye. You stop the play, and you go, hey, kid. It's like, yo, 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 hey, yeah. don't poke a brother in the eye like that. You know what I mean? But <laughs> That's see, exactly how I talk to my kids. See, so, yeah, but I yeah, understand yeah, yeah. But, entirely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, brother. But, but, <laughs> see, what. You are teaching that child is the limit of physical of, of what you should be doing physically to another person yeah. in order to, to continue the social interaction. Yeah. It's like, hey, we can only keep playing if you don't poke people in the eye. Yeah. And see, how are you going to learn not to poke people in the eye? Probably from the first time you poked your dad in the eye mm. yeah. or something. So again, like I have talked about a bit of literature that exists. I have not fully gone into, I cannot totally remember it all. But essentially, it is most probable that the father can use play as a means of teaching child limitation, on average, more so in a way that a female cannot. Yeah, yeah. And this is one of the awesome things about being a dad. Mm. And hey dads out there, or guys who will be dads out there, it's like, yo, it's great, like nothing wrong with you making that decision if that's the best decision to make. Yeah. Right? So true. And and, and so I, I think this is how we can link it to men's health because it's like maybe men in general out there are walking around with these stereotypes that shouldn't need to be.
1: Yeah. Well, they're stigmas, aren't they? Mm. And, I, and I, you know I, what a stigmatism is?
3: Sure. It's is like, it an eye condition? <laughs> it, yes, it's, it's an eye
1: condition, so you can't see things properly. Mm. You know, like, you can't see things properly. And, like, the thing is... That there is Edison at home. He's like, you know, imparting all his wisdom to his child. Like, bringing all the bits and pieces. And then he goes out and he's hanging out with his mates. And his mates are like... Mm. He's just... Oh, no, he's hardly ever out. Like, yeah, what, you're only ever what, out when you what, know you can get... You're the not thing. seeing things properly, people. You're not seeing what's actually being imparted. Like, the good things. You know, the swinging on the star moons. Where, That's it. you know, people can actually, like do the job yeah oh maybe i'm not the right gender to do this job mm. oh hang on did i just break somebody's stigma tables and puzzle? bubble <laughs> bubble bubble you know like it's just retarded that we actually hold these ideas of people and who well, they
0: should be and i found um just uh on a positive note i found um because you know i've i've got kids and um, I've found that the workplace in workplaces I've been in and I've seen it in other places a bit and some places are a bit strict still but like they kind of understand in this day and age a little bit more that both parents want to be involved sometimes and, mm. and I've found that places are being a bit more flexible with that kind of thing yeah, like fantastic, I, yeah. i'm not I'm not just stuck in like if I say to to my boss oh you know i I want to go to this thing at my kid's school or something they're like, yeah of course. Yeah. They, they get sweet, it. you know, they've, sweet. Got, they've got kids. Like, they they know that there's it has to be a bit of give and take. You want to be in your your kids' life. Kids' life, and yeah. Your other half is almost definitely working as well in this day yeah. and age yeah. as well, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you need to afford to live in a place like Sydney,
2: so <laughs> yeah. there's got to yeah. be a bit of give uh, and
0: take, you know. Yeah. Like, so sometimes I have to leave early to pick up the kids, or mm. I have to get mm. get in late so I had to drop them off at some kind of preschool type type thing like sports or or something like that and for the most part these days i think workplaces are, are a little bit more lenient I, I, i'm sure there's some places that are yeah if you but
1: you're out there and your job isn't saying that then i think you need to check wrong. your reality on like yeah you know where your priorities lie like if you want to play stay in a place like that that doesn't yeah. actually regard you as a person that has children yeah and has love for their children and understands that if you have that love, then that's going to overflow into your work life. Yeah. You know, like it's not, it's not something that's not going to give to the business. Yeah. You know, cause if you're happy and your children are happy, yeah, then you're going to do better work.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of places understand that now. Thank goodness. I think, you know, mm. Mm. Not, not even that long ago, maybe like 10, 20 years ago, it would have been a lot harder. Yeah. But, yeah. but I've found in like most of the places I I've worked since I've had kids which is like 8 years now almost 9 years they they kind of get it and yeah. like most of like quite often <clears throat> your boss they they're usually a bit older they've got kids and they want to be seeing their kids so they they under, they get it you know they yeah. get it mm. um and if if a place doesn't then that's a bit yeah, shitty. yeah i mean
1: some places not everybody likes to share mm. so you know if if you're in that situation i'd strongly Get you to like make your boss look a bit differently to himself. Yeah,
0: and yeah, most majority of places I've worked, they've they've all been pretty um pretty relaxed with that kind of thing, and and they get it. Yeah. You know, sometimes the dad needs to be off doing stuff because the mum's got to work too. Well, I mean,
3: how about we totally localize that example? I mean, let's go. Okay, so what you've said there is like if your employer, be it your employer, okay, are not understanding towards you. As a father, that you need to spend time with your children. Like there's I think there's like two practical things that you can do here. Crispy, as you've said, I think the first move is conversation. Go to the boss, be like, hey, boss, mate, this is my situation. I've got kids, I want to be in their life. And I need I need this time on a regular basis to to make this happen. Extend the hand of trust there. Yeah, uh, give them the chance to 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 make the realization and to to help you. Well, the right? new
1: models of bu- business that are coming around now—if mm. uh, the people aren't happy and vibrant within themselves, then they're not going to do good work. Yeah, and they need to have like what we've been learning with the manchild Cave is we started off with one another and mm. we wanted to make it grow. Mm. But the only way we could make it grow is bring other people into it. And that's where the MCCU came in. Yeah. And I'm so excited that we can, like, get a group of people together, like, to implement these sort of bits of change that we're, you know, trying to, you know. Well, it's... it's, We just want people to be happier. Essentially, it started with me and Lucas just wanting to share the glow of the happiness that we feel together on the... Mm. Like, just talking in front of microphones and then... You know, maybe that makes your life feel better. But starting to actually talk about men's mental health. Yeah. And that's... it's When we talk about men's mental health, it's not just men. Well, I mean... It's it, both sides.
3: Essentially, yeah. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you cannot deny that how we feel affects how we act. And we live in a world where women are present. All those mm. who identify as the female gender. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And and it's going to impact them one way or another. It's like we're all intertwined here, people. Right. When you talk men's, men's mental health, you are implicitly implying the rest of society and the other half. Let's say. Yeah. Mm. Same with women's health, and I just think that it's important that we, you know, in in manchild cave to to place a specific focus on men's mental health because I, perhaps there's not enough of that around. But to to bring it back to before, okay, okay. So you converse with your boss, you ask for understanding. You know, I'll just insert here that maybe that. Level of understanding may not be present in all industries. I mean, I think if you're talking professional oh, yeah, roles, mm, okay, you can expect that understanding for them. But what if you're talking, you know, what what if what if you're in logistics, right? What if you're a trucker? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What then? Like that. I mean, that is is a industry predominantly occupied by men, right? Yeah. Um, predominantly like business owners also men. Okay, and 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 the the nature of the industry itself. I mean, it's it's high pressure, it, it, a lot of you know massive workload, and so what then? What if, what if your boss then, uh, is not so understanding? Then what? What do you think the other guys out there can do?
1: Well, I I think that the boss, is the guy with the work right. Mm. He has he has things to fill, he has items to fill you know, trucks to fill, whatever. It's his responsibility to be able to do two things. Number one, I reckon, well, no, categorically should be making sure that his people are happy in doing what they're doing. And number two should be that that the work gets done. Where it's the other way around. It's always been the other way around. It's always been, like, get the work done and, yeah, well, maybe we'll make people happy on the other side.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's like like like, secondary. You
1: know, once
3: you get paid, you'll be happy. Go away.
1: You know, that that whole bit, I just don't like at all. But, I mean, again, like,
3: this is putting the onus on the boss to change, right? But what Mm. if you're in a situation where the boss is not going to change and you just work for the guy or the girl and they're not going to change? It's like, well, then what... What do you do? Well, no, mm. it, it, no, but the thing is that some bosses
1: are changing and that's changing industries. You know what I mean? Like, so if, if one or two bosses change or like 50 of 100 bosses change, then that whole industry is changed in that better respective. So I guess in some respects, I'm doing a sing out to bosses out there. Like, you know, treat your employees better and actually support them because they're the ones that are actually supporting you.
2: It'll I've been support s- them like supporting guy my missus whatever, who's, yeah. who's yeah. been
1: like, you know, working for this company. And she's doing like 70% of the work for them. And it's just up. ridiculous. Nice. You know, like where she's a girl, she's got like, it doesn't matter, she's a person doing most of the work and then the boss is going out and buying like fancy sport cars where he should be giving her a raise. You know, instead of buying that Lamborghini it's good. Why <laughs> why not give 10 grand to each of your employees? And you know what? You might be able to get two Lamborghinis next year. Yeah. You know, like it's it's a matter of like spreading the wealth yeah. to actually make everybody happy
0: Mm. changing that perspective yeah yeah Yeah. i I guess you've got got to decide what the priority is is your priority to try and have more time at home or is your priority the career and if the the priority is to stay home more that's when you go well i've got to jack this job
3: and just do whatever it else it takes exactly yeah to make ends meet
0: but if your priority is more to have that career then you you stick at it and you have to allow for that in your home life. That's it. And you have to make, make sacrifices yeah. or adjustments. Exactly, it's just, exactly. It's just the, it's yeah. what there, your priority is at the end of the day. There
1: are certain jobs that just do require 100%, you know, yeah. like it's just yeah. crazy. I've, yeah. I've, I've, I worked in the chefing industry for many years mm. and I actually witnessed a lady being pregnant all through her pregnancy, working.
3: Damn. All yeah.
1: the way through. She left work, had the baby, but after the breakfast shift, and was there for the dinner shift.
2: Damn! Whoa! Like
0: that's hardcore. You know, damn so man. They don't usually let you out for a few days. Like, damn. Know, <laughs> hey, that's hey. that's commitment. Yeah.
1: And and like I'm not going to disparage no, that either. Like,
0: yeah, they've, sorts of they've got certain priorities. Yeah, then. yeah,
1: and it's not you know, we don't want to, like, spread this out and, like, oh, you know, you guys that, you know, lip work at home and,
2: mm. you yeah. know,
1: as long as there's communication and everybody is, like, fiscally happy and yeah. emotionally happy. And that's the hard bit, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know, me and Lucas would love to be doing this full time. Mm. But the fiscal situation <laughs> <says Yeah>. <laughs> it, <laughs> dictates yeah. otherwise. Yeah, Just yeah. goes, yeah. well, Lucas... Don't be a dummy.
3: <laughs> you can't quit your job. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was my little thing on mental health. Like, what? What? How about yeah. how about you what, what, So, we got so guys, I feel guys, healthier now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got to
0: say we've been talking pretty heavy for a, a fucking long time. Mm. So I, I think we need to uh, put a pin in that for the moment, <laughs> and uh, yeah, go straight into uh, let, let's uh, let's you know let's slow it down. Let's, all right, let's all chill right, out right, let's a little bit. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And uh, I think it's time. We haven't done it for a little
3: oh, bit. Oh man, we. I'm, I'm oh man. nervous. I've been so in a while. We, I know what's coming. I know. what's We coming.
0: need to delve. Oh, delve oh. into the butthole.
1: Ooh. I got a butt, <laughs> <laughs> it's a butthole, <laughs>
0: and it's, it's stinky <laughs> down there. Oh. Ha.
1: So we, we, had, we had <laughs> <laughs> You can't just leave it like,
0: Yeah, we just did that. That's normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally normal stuff happened. that we just did.
1: Every um, not every episode, but it happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Um, so what are we talking about
0: a, this week, Crispy? What, uh, we'll, we'll, what's our butthole moment?
1: We've talked about porn
2: before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just in our just in our personal uh, like
3: yeah. lives. We were talking um, about it just early, actually.
1: But, but <laughs> I thought we were talk about the first sort of interaction that we had with... Uh, uh,
0: yeah. Like, right. Kind of you know? the innocent uh, introduction the, to the world of oh, porn. Oh.
2: oh, this is cool. <laughs>
0: so have you... Uh, we, we kind of, you know, <laughs> when we were trying to figure out a butthole moment before we started... We we were kind of you know doing a bit of back and forth. What was your? Well, I don't think we heard what yours uh-huh, was. Yes, be. I think we need to start yes. with you. Yeah, huh? Well, we we kind of uh,
3: me we, and Edison kind we of we went into it like we yeah, we, we of, were not shy. We were like, this was my yeah, first porn
2: yeah, moment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 we we laid some some you know some some groundwork in, into what this butthole moment well, might well, that's be. That's quite funny because
1: like we have talked a bit about my porn. So sort the of bits
2: Like your yeah, porn? Yeah. No Yeah it's, it's come up on the uh, yeah, come your up, literal it's porn It's
1: come, come up quite a bit Even to the point of where uh, I asked Lucas to look at my computer one day <laughs> yeah.
3: While we oh, were yeah. doing <laughs> the podcast We brought, we brought that up before <laughs> and, and, uh, My yeah. computer's
0: busted,
1: why? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's because there is a shitload of porn
1: Yeah, yeah um, Which, you know, I'm trying to cull off <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's not good for relationships No Um I th- my first porn interaction. <laughs> porn interaction. <laughs> <laughs> my first porn interaction was um, at the. I lived in a cul de sac that Lucas has been to yes. many times, um, and you wouldn't have like this was before I knew you. Mm. Um, but at the directly at the bottom of the cul de sac, mm. th- like on Arthur Street, there was this house, and the house like the because it like my house was at the top of the hill. And then everything sort of, like, went downhill from there. Mm. not saying that right. <laughs> <I was laughs> yeah, That's yeah, not an yeah. analogy for his life. No, no, no. <laughs> no. But um, the house at the bottom of the hill, our hill, was just, like, a house on a slab of concrete and then underneath the slab of concrete was lots of pillars.
2: Mm. Uh, this
1: guy was a dude that collected like his wife had passed away and he just collected everything. Like a it bit was of a hoarder. Yeah, big hoarder. He had mini bikes, all sorts of different things. And me and my mate, we used to crawl under there and like find all kinds of little trinkets and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. We just sneak in and you know, we found a couple of boxes.
2: Wow. Of like, you know, a <laughs> <of> old,
1: <laughs> old 70s porn. That's and,
2: amazing.
1: Yeah. Wow. We found it together. I actually did go down there and um Find it myself later <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Yes you did <laughs> I'd
1: like to say That um, I didn't masturbate
3: Okay I'm, I'm Good to know yeah. Or not I don't yeah. I do Just don't saying know. it was
1: like oh, that
3: Yeah <laughs> Well oh.
0: I, I, I feel like Like what we're talking about here, it, it, it wouldn't necessarily culminate in that because it's really yeah, just your first interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That makes well, sense. Well, like, I, I certainly <laughs> didn't with my... I was
1: aroused. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, they do that? <laughs> All right. Oh, and, my goodness. Because my mum was there? a sex education teacher. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. And she, like, you know, I've actually had it as an adult where I've been at a party, like, only... Maybe 10 years ago, so like yeah. you know, 30, 35 year old adult, and I have sat in a party and gone, all right, who's gonna like? Let's just I just want to do a little test here. Let's draw the females anatomy, anatomy. for like <laughs> Far you know, out. and then everybody drew a picture, and none of them were anything like what like it actually a is. the vagina and the you know the two trails going off the uh, fallopian, fallopian tubes, tubes yeah. And, yeah, yeah. It's like hilarious Yeah So But like, <laughs> I got given all that information But I didn't leave with my virginity Until I was like 23 yeah.
0: <laughs> So you, you you knew the theory mm. <laughs>
1: I knew how the sperms Had a lot to learn yeah. <laughs> When
0: you were a sperm You had a lot to learn When I was an egg I didn't
1: have well, to beg yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but um
0: <laughs>
2: it's, a, it's, a yeah. it's a song It's a song so, so, but,
0: It's a song But so so your your first interaction was very similar to mine. Yeah, yeah. In that um oh, I I briefly mentioned this uh, before we went onto the podcast. But um it's hilarious. Yeah, um so I had a really good family friend. Um me and um this guy we grew up together, our our parents were friends and he lived on the central coast and his mum had just bought this new house. And um it wasn't a new house. It had this very old shed in the backyard. And, you know, me and, and my mate and, and his, um, I think his younger sister was there and maybe she had a friend there as well. We were just, you know, going on an adventure, you know. We were going to discover... Adventure some, time. Yeah. D- went into the old Excellent. shed of this house. And um, it had, like, these exposed beams and we were, you know, trying to climb up on the beams and do little pull-ups and stuff like that. I tried to jump up and grab onto one of these exposed beams and instead of just hitting wood, I just... Hit a lot of loose something, and when I kind of slid down and fell to the ground, suddenly raining from the sky <laughs> was just pornography. Oh. It's just
3: raining porn.
0: <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it was it was it was a, a learning time. Like there yeah. was you know just I, I I don't know how old we were. We must have been only like twelve. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Like, so like maybe there was, even there younger. Was, I don't know. So
1: within that diagram. And it was all
0: old stuff, like what you were saying as well. It's like 70s porn kind of thing. And whoever the person who owned the house beforehand must have been hiding his porn from his missus or whatever up on the beams of his shed... And that was his little man Stash. cave, so to speak, where <laughs> he'd go and you know <laughs> read the articles. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was wasn't amazing. about the bitches. Yeah, no, <laughs> of course not. Yes. So all
1: after the intellectual information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it
0: was yeah, it was definitely educational. We're we're all sitting around just leafing through did, these things, going, Did, did that actually did wow, lead
1: anywhere? Because it was boy, girl, boy, girl. No, no, okay, just no, because we, we you were, were twelve.
0: Yeah, no, we were like we hadn't even really thought about that kind of thing, and we but were you yeah, were presented with it
1: like quite blatantly. Yeah, but I
0: don't. I don't think there 70s was any but hold on. what was what was that? Right? It was all
3: stuff. just lady, n- naked ladies. Oh, okay, nudes. Were they yeah. classy or were they like super explicit? Like, what was it? I think it was, was, was that style a, there was of like a real stuff mixture. back then. It was a real mixture. Uh-huh. It was mainly like
0: you know seventies, seventies bush. Yeah. That kind of stuff, you, <laughs> you didn't actually see vaginas; <laughs> you just saw bush, yeah. bush. Back in you those days, it was like,
1: it was like, oh, that's, that's, that's that. That yeah. goes down to that bit. Yeah, oh. so, <laughs> I think
0: we just thought it was funny. Like there yeah. was no, there was no kind of sexual awakening or anything yeah. like that. It was just hilarious. We were like, there's naked ladies in these magazines. This is the <laughs> funniest right. thing I've ever seen. But yeah, um not long after that, we had. You know how like there's that kind of cliche where you just find. People find porn in the bush or whatever, right? Know? Right. And um, where I <laughs> yeah. where, where I used to live, so that this is like basically like the second time that that we found porn. Me and my neighbours, my, my neighbours' kids were around my age, and um, down from my mum's house was this kind of bushy gully, right. and that led on to the back of a car dealership, mm. and it had like a massive mechanics in the back of this car dealership and they had the big sheds and everything and behind the sheds was bush and so we would go through the the bush and you know have little adventures and play games and stuff as and you do and one day we found there's the mechanic's secret stash of pornos wow Yeah. in the in the bushes behind Just the in sheds the bushes behind the He sheds. didn't go yeah. for
1: smoko
3: no, no, no. <laughs> he did not. I uh, went for Jacko. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, Where's Jacko? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's up for just a Jack.
0: Here,
1: he needs a little <laughs>
0: <laughs> But yeah, so so I had two very similar interactions of just finding it, just finding it, just out of the blue. It just presents itself unintentionally. It's mm, ridiculous. Mm. What about
3: you, Edison? And I, I see Chris B and Lucas just looking at me expectantly <laughs> um <laughs> well first thing i'll say is that isn't it interesting to note how i mean at least for us three the common thread here is that it, it's somehow all about how you just randomly found some porn yeah because my first experience with porn was also fairly similar yeah. in in that like i just it was just there i just found it yeah so
0: i feel like it's the majority of people would right? have kind of stories like this like it's just Unintentional.
3: Do tell us your first porn experience um, via email on the <laughs> Manchild Cave. Yeah. Uh, Thank email you for doing us. the uh,
0: heart, the legwork for us there. By the way. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: but by that I mean marketing, and not the other plug, huh?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Right. So, so um, I would have been about twelve. My sister, my elder sister, is nine years older than me. She was in university, and it, it, I, I remember her she is she's like this super prim and proper girl i love my elder sister desi what's up um super prim and proper the best elder sister ever and um but yeah i remember just (laughs) her having this discussion with her parents about how she had porn because it was hilarious, because because she, she was like, no, no, I've got it, because it's 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 for my psychology paper, something. So it was, it must have been something to do with that, because she, I like I totally believe her justification there, because yeah. So anyway, so she had so whatever, she's in possession of these pornos, and like for me in my twelve year old mind, like I just knew that word and what it kind of associate what was what it was associated with, yeah. and I was just that kind of kid that was just like, if that's taboo, I want it. Yeah. I didn't even know what it was. I just knew that it was taboo. So whatever. And there I was biding my time until I could get my hands on these things. And so whatever, her, the time that she had to study them <laughs> study them <laughs> had or whatever had to study them. passed, amazing. and then she had to get rid of them. And I remember this, this ninja mission that I made where I knew they were about to be disposed. And so, like, this is my moment. This is my time to, to acquire these things. And, and it, was, it was in her bedroom, just on her bed. And I remember just ninjuring in, and just, like, grabbing what I could grab and then just getting the fuck out. Mm. Just, just like, oh, I got something. I'm out. It's so good. And so, I, <laughs> I run to my room to see what I got. And I fucking I got an erotic novel. <laughs> what I grabbed was an erotic novel. So like, so the front cover looked promising. Yeah. It was it was a paperback, and I, I just looked at the front cover. It had this it had this beautiful lady in this white lingerie, and I was just like, oh yeah, damn, Bring like I'm um, yes, yeah, I hit the jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember just opening it. And it was all just words. It was all words. I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, what? this is not fair. But I started reading it mm. and I was like, damn, son. Hey, this shit going on in my imagination's is pretty,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty good. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. So, so in that, some ways that can be better, you know? Like, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, you can just like, run wild. I mean, I mean, look, I mean, if we go back to the whole, when I was asking you, like, what was that 70s? you know, those images like, like in porno mags, yeah. and you're like it's just bush. I would actually posit and put out there that it is much better and more sexy to have the main thing covered and to let your imagination run wild. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. see the bush and then you go, shit, what's under that? And then your <laughs> mind just starts working, right? And then yeah. I think there's more excitement in that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, actually yeah, just yeah. like, ha, this is, hey, hey, here's some fanny yeah. for you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right? I think if you're just looking at pictures and wanking off, like basically just like really just taking in your own imagination and i think that's a dicey place sometimes <laughs> 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 speak for yourself James. <laughs> no, no 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 i'm not for myself i don't i don't i don't have any prelu- pro- proclivities um, towards doing nasty things or anything okay, yeah yeah so no, I, I, I sounds do. like he's digging a hole. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But like, I, I think that could be a, a, a bad man-child sort of thing. Mm. Like, you know, where dudes just get a magazine. Oh, yeah, oh, I like to like, mm, 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 All those sort of things. Yes, you might want to do those things. But like, when you get it in a literal form, it's more, ooh, yeah. like i mean and hey, that I person mean, is doing that it's I mean, like sort of guides you into a I mean, nice guys like,
3: i am telling you like so i was reading that book and you know like so so i went to st mary's um over by st james station in sydney cbd and homeroom class the first class of the day we'd have this allotted reading time mm. fuck i was so like whatever like just i was audacious back in those days man Actually still am now But I would I I would I brought the book Into homeroom class Reading time I just covered it up With like an A4 blank page Just to cover the pages (laughs) (laughs) Putting it flat on the table and just reading it in front in the yeah. homeroom class, I'm like, and I'm just getting this kick out of it. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> but man, bro, you're all reading I'm, boring I am, shit. I am telling you that that book did the rounds in that class, mm. man. <laughs> hey, bro, yeah, yeah. Like Like, I eventually, you know, like how you do as a kid, you're like, oh, like, hey, like, bro, you have got to read this. Che- you have got to read out, this man. thing, man. This is so good. Um, yeah. So that was that was my first interaction with that.
0: Now, guys. We've been prattling on for a mm. really, really long time. So I think it's time to close the butthole.
2: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And also I think it's time to to leave the Man Child Cave for another week.
1: Thanks, Daddy Lucas. I'm
0: sorry thank to you. close
3: it up. Thank you very much. Sorry oh, to be the
0: man. timekeeper, everyone.
1: Oh well you we don't want to like, you know, keep the people up too late. That's right. You know.
0: But guys, thank you so much for listening. And Edison, thank, thank you. you so much for being here. Thank you guys, thank mm. you. I'm,
3: I'm looking forward to, to um, hanging out with you guys more. Exactly. Um can oh, I you'll end, be hearing can from and and on, on the plug for New Middle. Of course you yeah, can. can. Go, yeah, it it goes, please so. do. Yeah, yeah. If if you reflect on the overarching themes that we've been talking about today, and what I would really I'm really aiming to hit in the New Middle is I think in a certain sense, like the New Middle podcast when you listen to the name the new middle it can seem static but the new middle is a doing verb it is a thing that you continuously do it is about the fundamental freedom of the individual to express themselves in order to sort out the deeply complex issues going on around you and that that is that is the essence of the new middle guys i'm i'm working fervently and diligently with much discipline to 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 bring it and I'm so grateful to to everyone out there who's helping me do it um especially uh Lucas and Chris you know the, the godfathers of the MCCU <laughs> Shucks. um and oh. yeah yeah please please look out for it. It, it it is the new middle I am Edison Sampang and and these are my friends Chris B and Lucas Kane yay good night folks
1: and we all be so so, looking at the fishes. <laughs> <laughs> Comedic time. Cri-
3: see what
0: I mean? Cri- Crispy's had a lot of wine. Yeah, All right, yeah. kids. If uh, you want to extend the conversation and, and have a chat with us, you can catch us on the, uh, the Gmail, manchildcave at gmail.com. You can catch us on Twitter at manchildcavepod. We've also got the Instagram. We've got the Facebook. You guys know it. Yeah. We've been, we've been shouting it at you. Please talk to us. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, if you, you know, if you, if you want to, you know, shout, shout us out out there, you know, we'd love to get some more listeners, get some more ears on there. Just throw hey, us a I mean, review.
3: We'll, we'll, we'll even reply to the things you ask us. Oh, hell yeah. On, oh, for on the thing. Sure. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah most yeah. Mo's deaf. Yeah, please, please talk to us. Throw us a review. Tell your friends. We, we'd love to get the word out there. That's the end of another Man Child Cave, kids.
1: Yeah. Oh, what a good one.
2: Yeah, woo.
1: All
0: right, kids. We'll talk to you next time.
2: Ciao, ciao, ciao. 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 Cheers.
0: Ciao, bye. Good.
1: I'm a Man Child